0: The Facebook Marketplace Murderer. Hi, my name is Nora Smith. I'm a detective at the CCPS, Community City Police Station. I'm gonna tell you my most interesting story. It was a very calm day with not too many crimes at all. I was following up on a lead I got from a witness. When I got a call, it was the chief. He said there was a murder at the Lululemon store and I needed to get down there straight away, so I rushed down there. There were cops all over looking at the scene and investigating. I walked over to the victim. There were several lacerations to the victim's head, to the point you could barely tell as a person. There was blood everywhere. Then I noticed something. The actual store looked fine and normal. The only blood was around the victim. I quickly started writing down notes and started looking around some more. I went to the back of the store. I saw a blood trail leading from the woods behind the store to where the victim was lying. I wanted to check it out, but I knew I needed a higher-ranking detective to come with me because at the time, I was still in training. Once I found a detective, I told him everything I, I noticed, and we went to the woods. The blood trail continued so deep into the woods, but we found the place where it all happened. I quickly started trying to figure out what happened. The murder the, somehow brought the victim to the woods, murdered them and then dragged the body into the store there were still so many questions I had but I got the yellow caution taped wrapped around the area and went into the store I started dusting for prints to see if I could find any fingerprints but couldn't I decided to go to the victim and see if I could identify the murder weapon there was no bullet hole so it wasn't a gun There was a small indention in the back of their head, but not big enough to kill the victim. I soon realized that there were stab wounds. It had been a big knife to do this kind of damage, like a large kitchen knife. I went back into the woods and looked all around the area. I didn't see anything until I saw a bag with blood filled in it. I put gloves on and looked inside the bag. Inside it was just like I said, a large kitchen knife. I went and told the same detective that I found the murder weapon. I went back to the victim and then noticed the way the body was positioned. Its arms were up and its face was facing left. This told me that the body was dragged in. I looked at the body trying to figure out around what time this happened. The call came in at 7 a.m. when the store opened. It is now 10 a.m. The blood is mostly dry but still a little wet in some places. This tells me it happened in between the hours of 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. I started looking at the body, trying to figure out who this person was. I could tell that it was a white female in her mid-30s with dirty blonde hair, wearing a lot of Lululemon. But that that was all I could see, all I could tell because everything else was covered in blood. I went back into the station to see if there was any missing person cases filed recently. I was about to lose hope because I wasn't finding anyone fitting the description when I came across one. It wasn't exactly but close enough. I went to the people's house to try and find out if this was the family. When I walked up to the door I saw a bunch of pink little girls toys and I could tell that there were two little girls here because there was double of everything. I then started hoping that this was not the family. I knocked on the door and saw four pretty blue eyes. A man walked up. I told him I was investigating a case and wanted to speak with him. I walked inside, and the man told the two little twin girls to go, who were probably three or four, to go to their rooms. Then, the, then he asked if I was here about his wife. I said yes, and we started talking. I asked him if he knew where she was going he said a mall outlet the same one the victim was found i then asked him if he would tell me what happened he said last night around 6 p.m six yeah 6 p.m she left because she had bought something off of facebook and was going to pick it up he said that she had done this about a thousand times so he wasn't worried she left and that was about the last time he saw her i asked if he knew where she was going i mean what what she was getting He said that she was very healthy and worked out a lot and the name, and was always getting new workout from this one brand he couldn't think of the name of and that that was what she was probably getting. I asked if the brand was Lululemon. He got wide-eyed and replied yes. I then knew that that this is our man's wife, the victim, 30-year-old Amanda Johnson. I broke the news to him and left. It was the hardest thing I ever had to do. He was so sad. I couldn't watch him break the news to his daughters. When I got back to the station, I I started putting the pieces together. Amanda left around 6 p.m. and met our murderer. The murderer knocked her out with a wrench, put her in his car, and drove deep into the woods and finished her off there around 9 p.m. and then dragged her into the Lululemon store and left. The only thing I didn't know was who killed her and why they dragged her into the store. I went back to the crime scene in the woods and looked for car for fingerprints, trying to figure out a car prints, trying to figure out what type of car it was. I just don't know anything about cars, so I called a specialist to try to figure out what car it was. While he did that, I looked for any other clues. Then I saw boot prints that looked like a size eleven in bins, but still got the special specialist to look at these two. At this point, it was really late and I was tired, so I went home to get to get the results in the morning. I woke up to my phone ringing with the results. The tires went with a Ram truck and the shoe prints were a men's 11 boots. This was was more information, but still not enough to figure out who we're looking for. So I went back to the crime scene in the store. Then I found something groundbreaking a strand of hair too short to be a man's and none of the other detectives because they make us wear hairnets which is annoying but definitely helps in this case. I quickly put it in the bag and brought it to the lab. I was going to the chief when the detective who helped me the other day saw me and asked if I could hear and asked if he could hear my story. I told him and he told me good job and asked if I could um, get him a coffee. Me being a young naive newbie who wants to who want supposedly good detectives to like me said sure and went got and got him a coffee when i was about to give it to him i saw him walking out of the chief's office with the chief smiling with his jerky smile he told me the chief he told the chief that he had solved the case i was so angry and told the chief that i solved the case of course he didn't believe me i started to trying to think of a way to convince him, and then it came to me. Get the lab guy who I called to tell him, so I called him and asked if he would come down here. He was so confused and but said yes, and I got the chief and the lab guy to tell him who called him. Chief was so surprised and moved me up to the detective job. After all this happened, I realized I had forgotten to Find out whose hair it was. I called the guy and he said it was 44-year-old Mike Davis. We found his house and arrested and got justice for Amanda's family.